What's up, SFL Nation? And welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Schreiker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decide to hit that play button. I really do appreciate it. I have a great show tonight, just something very simple. I'm actually featuring one guest. I know, just one. I, what happened? But <laughs> no, just one very good guest tonight. His name is Mr. Dave Axis. You may know him from his show, Dave Axis Live, and um, from being wide receiver for Atlanta and also being the new GM and wide receiver, too, for the Lone Star Glory. So it's going to be a great evening just getting to know him, the man behind the show. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, and we are back with a very special guest tonight. Somebody that I have been trying to link up with for a long time. A long time. Yes, but we finally did. I have Mr. Dave Axis on the show with me tonight, GM of the Long Star Glory, new expansion team of ESFL. How you doing? I'm doing outstanding. Don't forget, I'm also WR2. I'm the second wide receiver behind Liam Hammer. That's right. Well, you know, I was going to let you explain that. (laughs) (laughs) My good, man. It's good. Great to have you on the show. I'm Um, glad to finally make it. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of positive things um, for the league and making a great name for yourself. But let's start off by telling everybody who Dave acts as the man is. So give us your hometown, age, um, some interesting facts about yourself. Dave acts as the man or Dave acts as the man? Both of them. Okay, both of them, okay. (laughs) All right, so let's see. I am 51 years old. Okay. I've been married for 28 years. I have uh, two sons, 26 and 20, almost 22. Uh, They both stayed behind in California when I retired last year and moved to Knoxville, Tennessee after 50 years in California. Uh, My oldest just recently moved to North Carolina, though, so I'm trying to get them out of California to get closer to me. I am a former Marine. I'm a two-time business owner, and I am nice and retired and enjoying the SFL. Wonderful. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. So, uh, speaking of being here, how did you find yourself in, in the SFL? Oh, man. Check this out. So, October 12th, last year. You know the whole day. I, oh, I don't, I don't mess around. I know all the details, baby. Except for one. There's one detail. I'm, I, just, I don't remember who Atlanta was playing, but I'll get to that. Gotcha. So, it's Saturday. It's Wild Card Saturday, October 12th, last year. And I'm just flipping through DirecTV. I'm flipping through the channels, channel surfing, trying to find something to watch. And I come across this video game, and I'm a huge NCAA 14 video gamer, right? So I was like, ooh, let me check this out. And the first team I saw was Atlanta with those uniforms and that big old midfield logo and the stadium and the bees flying around the hive. And I was like, ooh, I got to get me some of that. So I was like, I was like, this is intriguing. So I watched that game, and then I think the next game was, I think it was you guys, um, was that Oklahoma City? Was was that your last time there, I think it was, against Chicago, I think, in the playoffs. I think, okay. I think that was, it was Wild Card Saturday. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need to be part of the SFL. I want to be on Atlanta, and the rest is history from there. Good. And it always takes us that one game, that one moment that kind of draws you in, you know? It does. It does. And that, that was a huge moment for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. So tell me, have you played sports before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up playing. I was a three-sport athlete all through uh, elementary school, junior high, all the way to high school. And then my freshman year in high school, I was a little guy. I was like five foot six. What are you drinking? Mm. What are you drinking? Hold on. You know, I've got my buttery Chardonnay for Charles. Yeah, well, I have a little red wine. I just didn't have a wine glass, so. That's okay. It doesn't matter how you drink it as long as you drink it. That's right. Um, what was the question? <laughs> See? Oh, my gosh, Ashley. I was like, with us and drinking, this is going to take forever. Um, <laughs> no, it was, have you played sports before? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I was a little guy. I was like five foot six, 120 pounds. I was really tiny. So I was great at basketball. I was really good at baseball. And I was pretty good in, in football. And I was really fast. I did track and stuff like that. But after my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. when everybody else grew up and they, you know, they grew up to six foot tall and 180, 200 pounds, and I didn't grow up yet. I was still short. I was still skinny. And I was getting my butt kicked. So Dave Axis became a two-sport athlete after his freshman year in high school, after being a three and four sport athlete up to that point. Okay. Sorry. I had to mute my mic because I had a, some, some stuff going on in the background. No worries. No worries at all. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff there. Um, so tell me what was the feeling like when you were chosen to play with Atlanta? Oh, it was amazing. So I had several teams uh, recruiting me. For the rookie draft, right? And, I mean, I'm sure it's safe to say now, but um, I almost went to Houston. I almost went to Mexico City. And if Atlanta hadn't picked me, I would have gone to Seattle. Mm. And then I heard from a couple other teams like Queen City and I think maybe Jacksonville that if I had made it to the second round, they would have grabbed me there. But um, not everybody wanted me at wide receiver. There was a team that wanted me at tight end. One team wanted me at fullback. And I was – you know, I went back and forth. Wasn't crazy about tight end. Gave some thought to fullback. But I really wanted to be a wide receiver. That's what I wanted to be. That's what I played growing up. Uh, I played some running back growing up too, but I played mostly wide receiver. And that's what I wanted to play. So when it came down to it, Mark, who was one of the first people I talked to in the SFL anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he told me he's got a perfect game plan. He needed a wide receiver three. Um, and I could also return kicks and punts and – I could put, I could don the the you know the blue and green Atlanta uniform that I wanted from day one anyway. So for me that was a no deal, or I'm sorry, no brainer, easy, easy deal. You know, every time I see Atlanta's uniforms, and I've told them this before, so they know. You ever went to ice cream truck when you were a little child, <laughs> and they had those little um, ice pops that were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. neon green. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta admit though, those that that neon green pops. That's why I always yes. made my my sleeves were always green, for two reasons. Number one, so because I liked the way they look, but number two, so I could always see myself on the field where I was during the play. Because you know sometimes it's hard to see, you know where you're at with all the action moving so fast. So that's why I always wore those neon green sleeves. Okay, gotcha. So how did you feel when you were selected to be the GM of the Lone Star uh. Glory? Let me tell you, my free agency was a little crazy. I got a little Twitter happy, um, <laughs> which was fun. I had more teams than I expected being interested in me. Um, you know, full disclosure, uh, Lone Star was the leader from the get-go. And 
had several teams and I narrowed it down to like a top five with I think less than a week to go. And then it really came down to two teams and that other, the, the second team was Las Vegas. I hit it off with Slim Shady big time. And the ironic part about that is uh, Vegas was the last team to join. Like I think I had already cut it to my top five or so when, before Vegas even joined the conversation. Mm. But Slim Shady and I hit it off so well that he gained speed really fast. He gained a lot of traction in a shorter period of time. So basically, um, it came down to those two, and I, I really needed to be overwhelmed to not pick Lone Star to go to. I didn't have the GM deal when I signed with them. Um, I did tell all the teams I wanted, in addition to being a wide receiver too, because I knew I was realistic. I knew my player wasn't good enough to be a wide receiver one yet. I don't have that build but I didn't want to be a wide receiver three anymore. And I wanted to be in the front office. I wanted to do more on the field and I want to do more off the field. And it didn't necessarily need to be a GM or whatever, but uh, it turned out that uh, Charles and Wally were willing to make me director of recruiting and personnel to help out with that. And then during that process of free agency and then into the draft, apparently they thought I did a good enough job that, they offered me the GM job shortly after. Awesome. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I, I love being a GM. I absolutely love it. So, I mean, you guys are starting a brand new team. You have you just been selected as GM. How do you, how do you prepare for your, your year? I mean, you have to replace everybody. Yeah, I to, mean... Yeah, no, you're right. We, we literally have one or two returning players technically, right? We have yeah. – um, we had Lincoln – or I'm not Lincoln, um, Jukin Rukin, who actually, who actually was leaving. He, I think he was going to retire. And I actually – actually, after I signed or during my signing, right around the time I signed um, is when him and I really started talking because he was actually a friend of mine from almost the very first day I, I joined the Discord in SFL, he was, I think, the very first person to reach out to me. And so him and I have been in contact for several months, and then he was part of that Seattle team where, you know, most of the people left, and I just kept bugging him. I kept bugging him. I was like, hey, you know, wherever I go, you got to come with me. You got to come with me. And finally, you know, got to the point where, uh, he decided he was going to stay, and he actually wanted to go to Lone Star. That was part of the closing deal for me, was once Juken decided he was going to go to Lone Star, that was kind of like the final straw for me. That made it, made the decision easy. But we have Juken coming back, and Ace Fennec was a um, non-contract for, Vancouver, okay. or for, uh, for Seattle. So that's it. And then Charles and Wally, and then they grabbed Coach, and that was it. It was the four or five of them. And that was – that's all they had. I can't imagine. I'm yeah. well, I can't imagine, but I don't want to. We had, yeah, we had, we had to find 16 players. We had to find 16 more players. Now, it, it worked out. I mean, I was able to have some really good conversations with, uh, with Gunny, uh, mm -hmm. with Freddie, uh, with Liam. Dude, Liam Hammer, I'm telling you, I think he's the steal of free agency. He is going to tear it up. He was a beast in Chicago the last, you know, what, two-thirds, three-quarters of the season. Uh, he, he's going to be the real deal. He's going to be a, he's going to be an all-star this year. No doubt. Write it, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. 
<laughs> All right. You know they're going to call you accountable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hope, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. Definitely. So what is the one aspect that you were looking for when you were selecting, you know, free agents and when you were selecting rookies? What was most important to add to the locker room? Well, I got into the free agency thing a little bit. They were already talking to a lot of people, so I had to come in, and I only had, gosh, not even a week, I think it was, to really kind of say my part and talk to some people and get them in. The rookie, the draft was a total different thing. I I had a lot of um, contact with rookies. I did a lot of interviews. I did a lot of screening. Um, I gave Charles (laughs) a lot of input, probably more than he wanted, but... You know, the more Charles and I talked, and then as I eventually took on the GM role, um, we had a lot of discussion. And every time we were talking every day for at length, and every day we had a new plan or a new idea, another what if. And I, and I kid you not, if you looked at our sheet, I bet you we had over 20 different backup plans. It was insane. And, you know, some of that had to do with how the draft was going to go down, some of it had to do with. Uh, you know, who would be available and who wouldn't, you know, those sort of things. But once we got the the free agents that we really wanted and set that foundation, which I think is going to be the core foundation for Lone Star for years to come, and found the rookies that we really wanted for our culture, for the way we're building our team, it was actually kind of easy after that. I mean, in each position, we had two or three guys we knew would fit into our uh, locker room and fit into our system and it ended up actually being, and I don't want to say, you know, Oh, it's all easy, but for us, because we were really looking for the person over the player that it it fell into place a lot easier that way. Okay. So describe the culture of the Lone Star Glory's locker room. Oh my goodness. How many secrets can I give away tonight? Um, Let me tell you, we talk every day. Not just chatting on the Discord, but we voice chat almost every single night. Mm. We talk about everything. And, and here's, here's another great thing uh, that I loved about coming over to Lone Star. Uh, Wally and Charles, they're not dictators. They're not like, hey, we're the owners. You do what we tell you kind of thing. Everything is collaborative. It's, there, there's times when there's six or eight people in a discussion about a decision that we need to make so we can get all that input because – you know, Wally, Charles, even myself, none of us are arrogant enough to think that we know everything about everything. There's always somebody with a better idea. There's always somebody with a different idea. And I think the, the great leaders surround themselves with great people. And I think that's what Wally and Charles have done here. And I, I think that having those collaborative decisions makes things a lot easy or a lot easier. And so when you're talking with these people every day and you're building relationships with them every day, and you're voice chatting every night, mm-hmm. and you're sending memes back and forth and jokes and all that stuff on a daily basis. I mean, those bonds and that uh, that that build in that locker room, they're they're going to be unbreakable. They're going to be unbreakable. And I mean, uh, last night in their our scrimmage against Jacksonville, Cam and Richard were talking about how Lone Star seems like a team that's already been around for seven or eight seasons, and that's why. It's because we, we, we gelled really early on in the process. And I think that has just, you know, it's, it's, it's just helped us through 
free agency. It's helped us through um, the draft and how to pick people. And I think it's going to help us through the season. I mean, definitely uh, to weather that storm that is, you know, in building and starting a new team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we plan on taking our lumps this year. As you saw last night, Jacksonville's no joke. I think Jacksonville is one of the top five teams in the league this year. And we played them really tough for the first half. And then, you know, then they kind of put their force, their will on us, if you will. And which is okay. No, it is practice, but here's the thing. We just want to be competitive. Yeah. Right. We want to, of course we want to win, but realistic expectations, let's be competitive. Let's win some good games. You know, let's make an impact if you will. And, you know, we know, you know, first year teams, highly unlikely to win the whole thing. Not impossible, but highly unlikely. So let's do what we can in the meantime to improve our team and build upon that, you know, for the next few seasons. Wonderful. So you're playing wide receiver too for the Lone Star Glory, right? Correct. Okay. So what changes do you plan to make with your, your character to ensure that you're doing your part to get points? Well, progression is a top secret thing, AJ. You don't have to ask. You know, especially since you're playing week one, I gotta well, know what you're well, you, doing. You can ask. You can ask all you want, but I, you know, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're dealing out there, girl. Yeah, I know. I know what you're trying to do. Eddie already tried to get that same information out of me. You guys ain't playing. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Those progressions yeah. are top secret, locked in a vault underneath City Hall in Denton, Texas. I tried. I did what I could, guys. I mean. Yeah. Good try. Good try. <laughs> so where do you see yourselves in in five years, in the SFL and in life? Well, like pretty much everybody else that joins this league, I would love to be an owner someday. I'm not in a rush. I think that I would feel unfulfilled if I left Lone Star too early to try to do my own thing. I think we have – things that we need to accomplish here first. And if that means I have to wait, then I have to wait. But I think um, building a proper resume is one thing, but also, you know, I committed to Lone Star. I didn't commit just for a season. I committed to make us into a winner. So I want to be here long enough for us to win something before I would move on. Ownership would be the, you know, the dream, like a lot of people in this league, but, um, but it's not absolutely necessary. I'd be, completely content with being the GM of Lone Star for, you know, for the next five seasons. Either way, I'm good. If, you know, if the opportunity comes up after, after I feel like it's okay to leave Lone Star, then cool. And if it doesn't, that's cool too. Okay. Gotcha. And so how do you plan to balance what the team needs versus what player wants? when it comes to attributes and high value, low value animations, because some people would like to tell you that they want to add this to their player. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Hey, slow down. You might want to get this up first before you add that. Well, like I you- tell like I tell every player, you do what we tell you to do. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, it's like everything else that Lone Star does. It's collaborative. Right. And, and listen, in the rookie interviews, that's an important question, right? When you're going to draft somebody, you need to ask, you need to ask them or you need to know, Hey, do you want full control of your player build? Do you want us to have full control of your player build? Or do you want to, you know, have dialogue about it and figure out the best way to build your player for the team? I think building your player 
the best way for the team is the best way to attack that. Um, obviously, at the end of the day, the you know the players they're paying the money. They they can technically do whatever they want to do. But if you have a team and a team atmosphere, and they want to be part of that team and they want to um, they want to win, then I think we all need to do our part. Even myself, I'm the G, I'm the GM, right? But I still talk to Charles about my build and what's best for the team for it. So even as the GM, I'm not just going to do what I want to do, whether it's good enough, you know, maybe I might put all my stuff into speed and now my catch is at like 60 or something. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So I would rather, you know, talk it over with Charles and coach, figure out what's best for the team, what's best for the offense and build that player accordingly. So that's how I think it should be balanced. I think it's collaborative. I think obviously they have most of the power, but we should have some input and we should come to, you know, even if there's ever a difference of opinion, we should come to a compromise mm-hmm. on it. But, you know, I, I haven't really run into anybody who's been like, I'm going to build my player the way I want to, no matter what you say. I, I don't really, a lot of people, they don't come into the league with that attitude. So yeah, I think anybody who comes in the league brand new, and they don't know what they don't know is going to they're they're smarter to lean on the people who know what they're doing definitely yeah. and i still lean on you know my coaches and owner to tell me exactly what he needs for the team absolutely because it's not just my player my player has to do what she has to do in order to help the team win so that's exactly i mean at the end of the day that's the goal right is to win exactly that's, exactly. That's why you play the game. <laughs> so tell me now. I was, you know, my normal question is, how do you plan to um, do it, or do you plan on getting involved in the league in any other aspect besides being a player, being a GM? But you started this wonderful podcast. Well, you're be- Dave Axis. Everybody loves it. So please tell us about that for those who haven't seen it yet. Okay, so. Well, let me back up. First of all, being a player is almost enough in this league as it is. Then you add GM on top of that, which was, you know, more than I anticipated. So then, you know, what? oh, I don't have enough of my play yet. Let's let's start Access Live and let's start a whole <laughs> show. Um, I think the purpose of my show, the reason that I wanted to start it was I kind of, I wanted, first of all, I wanted a live platform, right? I wanted to do something live. Um, number one, because I think it's a little more exciting. And number two, I don't want to deal with what you and coach and Kramer have to do with all this editing crap. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, let's just do a show. We throw it out there and it is what it is. Whatever sticks against the wall, sticks against the wall. I don't care. Uh, I mean, if you like, if you go back to my shows, I mean, I've got, I've got people, um, you know, not, not putting their discord on uh, streamer mode. I've got, music doubling up i've got coughing i've got i mean five minutes of technical difficulty but whatever it's the show it is what it is right uh so i wanted a live platform number two i wanted it to be interactive Mm -hmm. i wanted you know and i so i try to take questions from uh from the chat Uh, i love the chat in the show and now i miss a lot obviously because i'm busy running the show but i love people's comments i love you know cam was giving me a hard time the other night on the show people, you know, it's just, it's fun. I think it's more fun that way. Um, number three, I wanted to have fresh faces on. I didn't want the same people on the shows that are on every show and on every broadcast. I wanted to bring new people on. Hence those guys that are the, um, 
doing the scouts Inc thing, you know, the, they were the ones that did the mock drafts. Um, I've got owners on like me, those OG owners. Yes. Probably four or five Mm -hmm. of them. I've never seen on anything else except for maybe your podcast. I haven't seen them on any draft shows, nothing. Um, and then lastly, I want to give new guys a voice. You know, we had such a flood of rookies and new people into the minor league and everything from last season. I didn't want them to get lost in the shuffle. Yes. You know, so that's why I've had a lot of those guys on too. And I plan on actually having a bunch of rookies on this year. Like you do. I mean, you, I mean, you crushed it with all those rookie. I can't believe you had what, like 79 people on at one time or some weird thing. (laughs) (laughs) It was like every single rookies on my podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) But, but but, you know what I'm saying though? I mean, and, and I think honestly, I think you doing those podcasts, especially before the draft, help us GMs and owners so much. You know, it's one thing, and, and that's why me personally, you know, I'll DM with somebody or whatever, but every single person I drafted or we drafted, I spoke to on the phone. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your voice. I want to know where you're coming from. A lot of tone um, is lost in DMing. Yes. And so when you do your podcast and we get to see and hear the person I mean, it's like a hundredfold compared to what you get in a DM. So that was the other reason why I wanted to get these new guys in here too, because, you know, just, just joining the Discord can be completely overwhelming. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You've got people telling you different things and whatever. So that, that was the other reason why. So those are kind of the four or five points that I really – is why I even started the show. That and then I just wanted to bring some content and have some fun and – and give Cam some more stress like he needs. <laughs> <laughs> that you're doing a great job of. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's been real interesting to watch the, la- the the live platform versus the, you know, recorded things that we do. Because it does take a lot of time to be able to add sound. Now, when I do the simple version, like ours, since it's off season, it's going to be more of a simple thing. Right. Um, and... I was thinking of how I could make even the regular season a little bit more simpler as in how to deliver it. But the way I do things, it's not going to be. So I enjoy that, though. I enjoy the kind of putting things together. And this is my first time actually working with video, with the cams and mics and the software and all this kind of stuff. So it's a learning curve. And I do appreciate this, I feel, for the community that it brings and, you know, the camaraderie, but also – being able to be a broadcaster, being able to mm-hmm. write articles, being able mm-hmm. to do podcasts, something that you probably wouldn't have the chance to do in your normal life, you know, um, because of what, you know, too busy or just didn't have the opportunity. This gives you that. Or, yeah, or you just don't have the right topic or whatever. Yes. I mean, the SFL gives you a perfect topic to do this. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Just to get your, your, your feet wet, so to speak. Yep. So. Yeah, I know. I, I completely agree with you. And you know what? Kudos to you and Coach and Kramer. I don't have the patience for all that editing stuff. I don't have it. So, you know, everybody might be like, oh, great idea, live platform. Literally, it was just because I'm too lazy to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> So kudos to you guys for putting on the cleaner shows because with me, it just it's just sometimes a disaster. I don't know what to tell you. I think Cam put it best when he said that everybody has something to offer as far as depending on your mood. 
So if you mm-hmm. wanted to kind of relax and get to know the community, you listen to me. If you want to know how people really feel uncensored and live, <laughs> then we come to you. If you oh, want to kind of get standard uh, out, we go to, you know, Kramer Jackman. So it's, right. it's, it's like that. I mean, coach's well, point of view, Brian. So, it's fun. Yeah, awesome. dude, I love coaches. Yeah, I, I heard, I listened to Coach's podcast yesterday too. It was great. I, uh, yeah, and that's the other thing too. I mean, the whole unscripted thing for me, I didn't want, I didn't want to tell people, I'm, I never tell people, hey, this is what I'm going to ask you on the show. It's basically like, do you want to come on the show? This is the topic, but you have no idea what I'm going to ask you. And you know what? Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> the, seriously, the other night, I didn't know it was going to go almost two and a half hours with those guys. You could have went longer. That's we could have gone, We could have easily gone three hours. I know. And Mark, you know, so on Tuesday night, Mark put in the chat, he said, you know, we're going three hours on Thursday. I'm like, Psh, whatever, bro. He was, he was right. We almost went three hours. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And it was good stuff. It was good quality stuff that. Those owners he, were, I mean, yeah. it was like sitting around the campfire listening to grandpa talk, you know, would give, give war stories. God, <laughs> oh, look at that. Say <laughs> All those, all those old grandpas. <laughs> gotcha. So, last question. Okay. Um, so already, how, how'd that happen? <laughs> so, who, who are you most looking forward to playing this season? Who are you least looking forward to playing Ooh. this season as your okay. schedule? Well, other than obviously game one against Arizona, you mean? Yeah. Just, well, saying, yeah. just saying. Just saying. Well, number one. I love the Arizona game because not only because it's you and Eddie, but also because it's our first game, obviously, yes. you know, and it's our, and we get to play at home. Right. So that's mm-hmm. great. But if I have to be completely honest, really looking forward to playing those other Texas teams. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to taking home that trophy. Oh, Hometown okay. round. Did, did I just say that out loud? You did. Yeah. Okay. I'm really I looking forward to taking home that you. trophy. Nacho and hacker. And Damon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. That's what I'm doing. I'm starting it up. So I, the fact that we play Fort Worth twice and Houston once is amazing. Fort Worth and Houston play each other. I think hopefully, and, and again, Cam mentioned this on the game last night, he feels like he was forced to um, schedule all the Texas teams to play each other every year because we're coming up with this Texas trophy idea. Yeah. So – which I think is great. I think it's great for the league, and, and I'm really looking forward to having that trophy this year. Okay. Shots fired, guys. You already heard him. <laughs> well, Dave, it was a pleasure having you on the show. I'm really grateful for your time. You, hey. you know, this was a wonderful interview. And, of course, come back on whenever you want to. Well, it was a pleasure being here finally. <laughs> I think it's like the third time we tried it. We finally got it going. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and I know I appreciate it. I mean, how crazy is it that you were on my show before I was on your show? It, well, exactly. You know, right? well, you know, that's crazy. how the, the cookie crumbles sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. But see, but, I'm actually focused all on you. You weren't focused on me. I was focused on you and Kramer, <laughs> exactly, and Coach. Exactly. But but I got to tell you that that whole banter at the end of the show that was gold. That was gold. That was beautiful. Oh, okay. Don't don't think that you you know gonna escape without getting a little bit of banter right now, and without giving me your last word, as I like to do on the show. So that could okay. be a song you can sing. That could be a poem, <laughs> or that could be a just simple shout out. But right now, okay. the floor is yours. Well, I've got a shout out. I got a shout out to you and Eddie Gage. 
you better watch out week one because we coming. We coming. <sighs> We're at home. It's our first game. We got the crowd. We got it all. So just be ready. Listen, after we, I hope you guys, I hope you guys go 11 and one this season. I really do, AJ. Oh, oh, just that one loss, right? And first <clears throat> one out the gate, baby. First one out the gate. Yeah, That's what I'm, saying. I'm not going to be too worried because, you know, they are covering you. That's okay. You know, that's okay. I've already got, I think, I think Juke and Rukin and Al Lewis and Yogi and Hugo are betting how many, who's going to sack you the most, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> None of them. Tell all of them zero. When they see this, I'm telling you. I'm just saying, dude, we got the Christian like four times yesterday last night. I'm just saying. That's Christian. You know, he's old. I'm just he's not me. Old. He's old. He's old. Oh, hey, Christian. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> No, oh. Christian always fires shots at me, so he deserves no. he deserves that. that's right. <laughs> you know those Jacksonville guys, exactly. Which I'm having on Tuesday night, by the way. Uh, yeah, I got the Jacks data team coming on the first half of the show. It's going to be um, oh, who is it? Who are the two Jack? Oh, their names just went out of my head. Jack Wall mm-hmm. and Norwood. What's this okay? One? Hunter Norwood. Hunter Norwood. Yeah. They're going to be on Tuesday to try to explain to all us uh, peasants <laughs> what, the, what, the, what their mathematical craziness is when they put it together. So, And then the second half of that show, actually, I've got a whole bunch of people coming on to explain the, uh, the military charity thing that, we're, that everybody's doing this season. So Awesome. That would be fun. And I know you said last word, but that was a lot of last words. That's fine. You know, you know, I don't care. Yeah, I, I want you to get know. everything out that you want to right Well, now. I've got like three shows worth. I mean, we're supposed to be on three times by now. I got three shows worth of stuff to talk about. So That's right. And I'm sure after week one, you're going to try to come back on here and just say something. Oh, no. I'm going to be on right after, after, right, after, right after we beat you. I'm going to right after we beat you. I'm going to be like, Ashley, answer my phone. Ashley, Ashley, it's Dave again. Please return my Dave, call. You're getting ready to be covered like a blanket and you want to oh, talk all this mess. Wow. Covered like a blanket. Are you like saying a, that? Oh, dude, oh, you're saying basically I could take a yeah, nap and we'll still beat anything. you. I could literally take down. a nap and we'll still beat you. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll see, honey. My defense ain't nothing to play with. And we got, you know, Eddie on offense too? Come on, man. Hey, I'm just saying. You're going to find star out. Week one is going to be a glorious victory. You're going to learn today. Well, oh, you're going to learn. Right. <laughs> Not today. Not today, but maybe on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. I really appreciate you. And I'm yeah. looking forward to week one. And I'm looking forward to beating right. you. And I'm looking forward to actually coming back on your show whenever you want me and, and you know, vice versa. You are always welcome. Anytime. All right, Ashley. We'll see you. All right, honey. Thank All you. All right. Bye, sweetie. Bye. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Dave, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And I'm again, I'm sorry it took so long to get you on here, but we made it happen. And it won't be the last time, I'm sure. If you want to be on my show, please let me know. Shoot me a DM. I'll be happy to have you on. Looking forward to bringing you another podcast. I'm thinking probably later on this week, actually. I may put out another one. If not, I'll just save all that good stuff for next week. Um, But until then, guys, either way, I'm looking forward to bringing you another great show. Y'all have a fantastic day or night or whenever you decide to listen to this. Y'all stay safe out there. And Striker out.